0: today Promise to
1: This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio, Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have interviews. Again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday. Yes, good morning, Laguna Beach, Craig Rainbow Radio here. Another week has gone by, and that one, that one went really fast. I guess I had my head down for most of the week. And, uh, and we are off uh, on another show this morning. It's uh, 61 degrees is the high for today. Uh, I know we always want to know the weather, partly to mostly cloudy. High 61 winds, southwest 10 to 15 miles an hour. And uh, if you're measuring the humidity, 73% today, uh, sunset is 7.02 p.m. How about that with our new time, 7.02 p.m.? I, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, it's so nice to see Congress came together across the aisle unanimously, unanimously, my friends. That hasn't happened I probably since back to, I don't know, 1776, I don't know, or maybe never. Uh, to vote daylight savings time as uh, we're stuck as it is right now. It's going to stay forever, no more changing the time. And, uh, you know, so maybe this is a trend. Maybe maybe we will start to end partisan politics and, and come across with some, uh, we can hope, you know, the, the audacity of hope. <laughs> So let's let's hope that there's more coming together uh, for the common good of the people. After all, that's their sworn oath to the people and the Constitution, not to their uh, the lobbyists and the uh, you know other financial concerns. Um, I, always, I always think lobbyists is is a na- is, is a is a sweet term for bribery of sorts or unfair influence with money. Well, let's call it that. That sounds better than bribery, but lobbyists—that's what they do. They give money, generous amounts, to get there. And in some cases, it uh, what they do is is responsible because there's things that need to be brought up. But there's also probably a lot that doesn't. Anyway, I digress. The weather is supposed to be nice. Let's get what ha- what's going to happen this week in the weather. It's going to get up to 70, sunny. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And Friday, and it's going to get up to 75 degrees. We had a taste of that this last week, 75. So it's going to be a sunny, warmer week coming up. And as I say, here in Laguna Beach, we're quite spoiled. <laughs> I want to thank our sponsor, Mike Johnson and Chris Tibbet, Compass Realty, as they always do. And let's talk about some events coming up um, With regard to LGBTQ issues, and uh, that's with uh, Laguna Pride, there's a social wine tasting and charity auction on April 23rd. This is a biggie, folks. It's um, Chef, uh, and next, the week prior to the event, the Chef will be here. Uh, His name is Justin Myers, and uh, it's Delectable. That's the name of his business, uh, Delectable OC, And uh, he is providing food to complement wine, and it's a full evening, four hours, with entertainment and, um, well, uh, sommeliers, which will help you with your uh, um, wine interpretation and uh, pairing of some food throughout uh, the evening. uh, it should be a really fun event, and it is, uh, we, I, I think Laguna Pride hopes that it will become as popular as a taste of Laguna is to the city, That is to be a taste of various wines. Uh, Laguna Beach, this is going to feature the wines of Baja California this year, and the uh, little-known fact that the wines of Baja California were around long before the wines of Napa, Sonoma, Mendocino Counties, Uh, and they are in Baja, uh, which is in Mexico, just south of California, and the vineyards there uh, have quite a reputation that goes way back before the missionaries even came through California, although the missionaries, I like to claim that they brought all the wine to California, but it came from Baja, where the missionaries primarily came from. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, an enlightenment of where uh, the history of the wine, and it is a a veritable banquet of va- varieties of wine. I've actually had the p- privilege of tasting some of it already myself. Yeah, I, go figure, you know. And they even have a really good rosé. Now, I always thought rosé, the pink stuff, you know, it's the it's the sweet, eh, blue, you know, it's what you kind of. Drank in high school, it tasted like Annie Green Springs or some of those others, but this is uh, this is different. And so the the money and the fund is a fundraiser and silent auction as well, and the money goes for Laguna Pride to uh, put together some money so they can have a a help them with their programs throughout the year because they are Laguna Beach Pride 365. So that's coming uh, in uh, April and in May there's gonna uh, there's gonna be another sunset bonfire. And Marshmallow Roast at uh, Aliso Beach, and that's 5 to 10 p.m. That's always popular because it's kind of, it's free. You just kind of gather and and, uh, kibitz, (laughs) meet new people. last time I think there was, we counted about 55 people there at one time, and I think we probably throughout the evening had 75. Um, So it's very popular, great chance to meet lots of people. And every Tuesday now, as we move forward through the summer, it's happy hour at the Wharf. So it's just kind of a casual gathering at the Wharf, a restaurant on ocean. So any of this information you want to know more about, it's on Laguna Beach Pride's website, lagunabeachpride.org. So there you have it. That's all the news that is the news with regard to what's going on uh, socially. There's a lot of news Less than social too, but yeah. So, um, uh, what else am I going to say about what's going on socially? I have some. I have some other interesting news. Oh yeah, there is a a film that wants to a uh, company that wants to work with Laguna Pride. Um, they have a new film out called Fire Island. It's an upcoming American romantic comedy film directed by Andrew Andrew On and written and starred. Starring Joel Kim, uh, Bustier, Bowen Yang, and Margaret Chow co-star in the film. Inspired by Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, which uh, is by Searchlight Pictures. So it's a major label and will be released uh, on Hulu in June. So it's coming up. The plot here. You like the plot? Two best friends embark on a wedding vacation to Fire Island the most famous gay escape destination off the no- southern shore of Long Island, accompanied by cheap rosé and a group of eclectic friends. Whoa, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh, that sounds That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think um, they're going to work with us in uh, with Laguna Beach Pride in our upcoming events regarding uh, the promotion of the movie, and I have a feeling there'll be some um, promotional items, perhaps even some uh, tickets or passes to some of the releases of of the movie. So stay tuned for that. So Fire Island, I mean, you know, the summer's here. <laughs> the summer of pride is what we call it. Yeah, and even though it's a little gloomy today. You know, you could go to the beach. The sun is still still burned through the the, the clouds. Uh, if you're so beach inclined, uh, West Street Beach. Now, there's something else that we kind of uh, I want that, to that's news, <clears throat> and um, I want to share that there's a there's an organ there's a committee uh, that is part of Laguna Beach Pride. It's called uh, Laguna Beach LB- LGBTQ plus, 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 plus. Culture and Heritage Alliance Committee. Wow, that's a lot. I wonder what the acronym would be for that. Too much, still. Anyway, it's part of the Laguna Beach Pride. And one of the topics for discussion from uh, a friend of mine who brought it before us, um, Mr. Dewey, uh, he suggested, why don't we have a lifeguard tower like uh, uh, like in Long Beach and uh, in Venice Beach, uh, not the main tower at Main Beach, but on West Street Beach. Why aren't one of those lifeguard uh, towers, there's three of them there. Why don't we have a rainbow on it? I mean, really? And then a plaque to commemorate... Uh, an individual who really kind of started the gathering at that beach. Uh, it's really Camel Point it's called as far as the OC parks department calls it, but we all, we all, and everyone else refers to it as the West street beach because West street kind of intersects it coming down from the Hill. So uh, that's one of the things we're, we're going to wrangle with and see if it's a, it's a bit unusual because um, that beach is managed by uh, on some level by O.C. Parks, but it's within the city limits of Laguna Beach. So uh, there's a couple entities in there and we'd have to kind of sort it out. But the nice thing is precedence has been set with uh, Venice Beach and um, Long Beach and a few other beaches in between with some rainbow uh, lifeguard towers. So we're hopeful that we can get this done maybe as part of the summer of pride here and. Uh, as we celebrate diversity in Laguna beach and which in diversity is inclusive of everyone. There is no, (laughs) there is no prejudice. It is for everyone. And that's what I like to say about the rainbow flag. It's not the gay flag. No, it's, it's the flag of diversity, which it's every color in the rainbow flag is every color of humanity and it's inclusive. So if you think it's an exclusive club, no, it's not. And there is no hidden agenda. Uh, There's only believing in uh, a commonality of many good things. Now, um, there's also, I want to mention, um, before we take a short music break, and we'll be back with on this week in history, uh, that there is an organization called Rainbow Railroad, which kind of shares rainbow radio and rainbow this and rainbow that, you know? Uh, Rainbow Railroad is an organization that has been working, really got started with Croatia when so many things were going so horribly wrong for the LGBTQ community in that uh, country. And they had a leader in that country was very um, anti-LGBTQ and persecuted and criminalized and did many things that were less than kind. It, uh, I scratched it off my vacation list. I'm not going to Croatia. Never have, never will, (laughs) unless things change drastically. Anyway, uh, so Rainbow Radio, Rainbow Radio, Rainbow Railroad got started and they are working feverishly now in, you guessed it, Ukraine. So if you are so inclined and want to be supportive of what's going on and help out there, it's called Rainbow Railroad. You can find it. Uh, there's, uh, They have offices all over the world. They do have them in the U.S. And you can find out what you can do to help them. Uh, I've asked them if they would maybe dial in on the radio station here sometime in the near future. And we couldn't chat about what it is that they do. So I'm hopeful of that. Maybe they'll be in here uh, in, a, in the near future. And I do have some other Resources working on that angle as well, too. Mario is working very hard on that, although I haven't heard anything yet, but <laughs> I'm sure if anyone can get it done, Mario can get it done. So we're hopeful because, um, you know, I what's happening, so many LGBTQ people in Ukraine have left early on because uh, their names and their residences and their Um, information about them is uh, fairly well known, and they're, um, you know, there's gay lists, apparently. And if uh, Russia were to take full control of the Ukraine, they would be in harm's way for certain. Um, I think because Russia considers most of them combatants of the state. And for that, it's punishable by the state. So, you know, we need to think about how fortunate we are here in our little section of the globe. And yeah, that's so true. So, so we will be back here with uh, on, on This Week in History after a short music break here. Yes, imagine, imagine that. So, on that note, I find that song very poignant at the moment. Um, Pride night, I forgot to announce it's coming up. Pride night? You ask where? Well, it is at the Honda Center. Uh, How about that? It's a Rank Rank Ducks. It is. It's the Ducks versus the Chicago Blackhawks, and it's sponsored. One of the major sponsors is Radiant Healthcare. So it's the Anaheim Ducks, and the uh, at uh, the Honda Center. It's March 23rd at 7 p.m. So they make it a special night. It's called Pride Night at uh, the Honda Center. So uh, it says, "Join us for Pride Night with the Anaheim Ducks." All ticket prices. Uh, Below include a special Pride Night discount. A portion of every ticket sold go directly back to Radiant Healthcare Centers. So uh, it goes back to the Radiant Healthcare, which is, if you're not familiar with it, it used to be AIDS Services Foundation, and they have gone on to provide care that is uh, specifically tuned and sensitive to the LGBTQ community. And as you may have heard, last week when we had uh, David... Anthony David Garcia on, we talked about uh, HIV and uh, we talked about LGBTQ healthcare and how there is such a strong demand for health in the healthcare industry for people who are sensitive to the special needs of the LGBTQ community and how in LA that there is a backlog of, um, of uh, resources, uh, a lack of resources and a backlog of, of availability um, for um, patients to see uh, I guess doctors and and professionals, and how that's affecting. Uh, it, it, it's It's shocking. I think one of the things I brought up is that a statistic was discovered recently. this is this is this is interesting that <laughs> all of a sudden there's like seventeen they say studies show that there's about seventeen percent of Americans are uh, say that they are. Uh, gay or or bi fall in that area, but mostly gay. Seventeen percent. Well, I remember the Kinsey report many many eons ago said, well, maybe five to ten percent. Well, we're up to seventeen. Now, of course, the the response is, oh, well, we're recruiting. We have a <laughs> we have an agenda. No, 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 no. It's not. Uh, it's like the color of your eyes, the color of your hair. It's it doesn't just. It's it's part of you. It happens when when it's you're conceived. It's not, it's not a learned. It's not a learned skill. <laughs> Please just accept that. So, I think what I'm trying to say here is that more and more people. Uh, in light of uh, more acceptance and uh, marriage and adoption and all the things that go with it, are being more candid about themselves and more honest with themselves and their friends and others, and I think that's a wonderful thing because it's a much more healthy attitude. And with that, um, back to healthcare and the, I guess, in the ducks at Honda Center. Radiant is sponsoring this because they're one of these organizations that provide that type of healthcare. And uh, it's a very powerful thing. Uh, And uh, I support Radiant. I think what they're doing is great. I remember feeling I had some special needs uh, many years ago when I was living in Sacramento and I felt there was nothing, there was no doctors I felt that understood my Sensitivity, and or, nor that I felt really comfortable with explaining myself, or that I need to had to explain myself. Um, uh, anyway, I digress. So anyway, yeah, if you get a chance, it's the 23rd, and it's Gay Day at uh, I guess at the Honda Center. So drive your Honda up there and uh, and watch the game with the Ducks in the Chicago the Chicago. Chicago Blackhawks, I hope the Blackhawks are up for this. <laughs> I guess we'll find out, won't we? If someone goes, I, I'm, I can't make it up there, but if someone goes and wants to call in after the game and, and give me an update, that'd be fabulous. I'm sure we'd all like to know what's going on. <laughs> all right, on this week in history, let's kick it off here. Starting uh, today, March 19th, is it March already? God, we're almost a quarter of the... Year is behind us. Seems like we just had New Year's. Oh, my goodness, goodness. So, jumping back to 1982, Victor Victoria opens nationwide to generally rave reviews Blake Edwards farce based on the 1933 German film Victor Victoria. Uh, Features Robert Preston, he was so wonderful, and perhaps the most relaxed and affable homosexual ever scripted into a major motion picture, uh, Hollywood motion picture. The movie becomes a box office hit and accomplishes what many years of gay liberation have not an impression on the general public's consciousness of homosexual and compassionate and likable people but they have not. An impression, yeah, that's the punctuation on this is not right. So they did what no one has done before. (laughs) An impression uh, on the general public's consciousness of homosexual as compassionate and likable person. How about that? Because, you know, there's uh, the celluloid closet is a, is a documentary about how for many years, Hollywood treated you could have a homosexual in a movie as long as they died a tragic death and, and they were just a horrible person. You could have them, yeah. But the prerequisite was that you couldn't glorify them. So this uh, Victor Victoria said reflected them as compassionate and likable. How about that? In 1982, in 2004 in Quebec, the Court of Appeals upholds a superior court ruling that same-sex marriages are legal under Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The Canadian provinces of Ontario, British Columbia already permitted same-sex marriage. Well, 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 that's March 19th. Moving on to March 20th in LGBTQ history. In 1961, whoa, that's a long time ago. Uh, The United States Supreme Court, this can't be good, I have a feeling, denies, Frank Hemi's uh, petition to review the lengthy the legality of his firing by the United States Army Map Service in 1957, bringing his four year legal battle to a close. They deny it.
2: Uh, oh my. 61. In
1: 1970, 23 year old David Bowie marries 19 year old American Mary Angela. Barnett. After a few years later, Bowie explains how they met. Angela and I knew each other because we were both going out with the same man. Mm. Angie Bowie went on to a career in Hollywood, though the two divorced in 1980. Hmm. I think that was a convenient marriage. In 1978, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors passed what was described as the most stringent gay rights law in the country. San Francisco, got to love him. Only one of the 11 supervisors, Dan White, shocking, votes against the ordinance. And we know about Dan White, don't we? If you don't Google him, you'll be shocked. In 1986, after 14 years, the New York City Council finally passes a gay rights ordinance uh, with a vote of 21 to 14. Mayor Ed Koch tells reporters... The sky is not going to fall in. There isn't going to be any dramatic change in the life of this city. And he would know, (laughs) Mayor Koch. Uh, In 2004, a lesbian minister in Bothell, Washington is acquitted by a Methodist church jury of violating church rules. I wonder what that Methodist lesbian minister Hmm, I guess just being lesbian. Uh, you know, that's enough, right? Oh, come on. Uh, moving along to March 22nd on this day in history, on uh, this week on this day. In 1972, the Equal Rights Amendment banning discrimination based on uh, the basis of sex passes the U.S. Senate. Opponents to the amendment claim that it will destroy the nuclear family give broad civil rights to homosexuals and even mandate unisex restrooms in public. Shocking. Though by the end of 1972, 22 of the required 38 states had ratified it and the ERA failed to receive the requisite number of ratifications before the final deadline mandated by Congress June 30th, 1982 expired. And so it was indeed never adopted was introduced, but not adopted. That's 72. (laughs) A lot has changed since then. In 2004, in Oregon, the commissioners of Benton County decided not to start issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples. The reversal of an earlier vote was due to receiving a letter from the State Attorney General Hardy Myers on the matter. In place of same-sex marriage licenses, the commissioners decided to stop issuing any marriage licenses to anyone at all until the Oregon Supreme Court rules on the constitutionality of the discriminatory provisions of Oregon's marriage laws. Well, I wonder how that turned out. I think we know. (laughs) And that's a good thing. And uh, moving along to the 23rd of March, in 1988, Israel Israel legalizes homosexual acts between consenting adults. Well, Israel, good on you! In 88, that's pretty progressive. <laughs> There's still a third of the war, a third of the population, or so they say. I think they said actually 38 percent of the population in the world. It uh, lies in countries where it is illegal, and sometimes uh, the laws say you should be put to death for being gay, being attracted to one same sex or in love with someone who happens to have that proclivity. And moving along to March 24th on this day in history. In 1971, in defiance of the U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service, a federal judge grants U.S. citizenship to a 24-year-old man from Cuba, or Cuber, as my friends say, ruling that an applicant's homosexuality cannot, in itself, bar a person from becoming a citizen. Hmm. Imagine that. That's 71. That's pretty, pretty forward-thinking. In 1986, William Hurt, who uh, just recently died um, this last week, unfortunately. What a great actor he was. Wins the Best Actor Oscar for his role as an imprisoned homosexual window dresser in Kiss of the Spider Woman. Oh, my God. That was a great movie. Kind of depressing, but it was a great movie. And William Hurt was wonderful in it. Oh, in 1987, ACT UP AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power stages its first major political action in the financial heart of New York City to demand that the federal government stop dragging its feet on the appeal of new drugs that might benefit people with AIDS. 17 protesters were arrested for obstructing obstructing traffic when they sat down in the intersection of Broadway and Wall Street. You know, there's, a, there's also some great documentaries on ACT UP everyone's going, oh, that's just too radical and too radical. And you watch the documentary and you get through it and you go, yeah, it really needed to be done and good on those people. <laughs> that's the way I felt. And of course, everyone's entitled to feel the way they want to feel. That's totally up to you. But anyway, I, when, when you saw the, the documentary, you can certainly understand why there was a feeling of let's, you know, let's act up. Mm-hmm. And moving along to the last day of the week, of this week in history, uh, LGBTQ history, that is, I should stipulate that, March 25th, in 1985, the Times of Harvey Milk wins the Oscar for Best Feature Length Documentary. Accepting the award is producer Richard Scheimanshin. thanks his male lover. All about that. That's pretty shocking. <laughs> in 1988, Robert Joffrey, founder and artistic director of the Joffrey Baller, uh, dies in New York City at the age of 57 of what is reported to have been liver, renal, and respiratory failure, although it is widely widely assumed he had AIDS. So that is what is on this day in history <laughs> will take Yet another short music break, uh, and I will be back with around the globe on uh, current history as much as this is is fit to print. (laughs) It's kind of scary. Yeah, so all right with that. Yeah, that's cool. I keep reducing the size of my mouse. (laughs) This is Archuleta. He was on American Idol his version of a very powerful song.
0: From a distance distance
1: another timely and thought-provoking song uh from a distance um some well-chosen words there uh i am a, a little bit remiss here uh, there are some saturday events not necessarily lgbtq but as we say we are very diverse and i'm um i need to i need to let everyone know as always, every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. to noon, there's the farmers market, and it's next to City Hall. And my mantra here is if you're having a dinner party, go to the farmers market right now. It's it's open until what is this, 9:40. So you got an hour. You got a couple hours to get uh two hours and 20 minutes to be exact. <laughs> To get your shopping done, saying, so throw a fabulous party this afternoon or this evening, or even tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, get all stocked up on your groceries, uh, which I think is a wonderful thing to do and and, uh, and entertain. So yeah, so Farmer's Market today, 8 a.m. to noon. Uh, on Forest Avenue Promenade, uh, they're in front of uh, uh, Will, Brian Roque. Oh, he will be performing Brian Roke from 5.30 to 7.30. Um, I'm not sure what he does, but he's going to be there on the Forest Avenue Promenade. And then the Laguna Beach Cultural Arts Center uh, with Trevor Green is in concert at 8 p.m. Uh, and that is uh, also on, it's on uh, Forest Avenue. It's upstairs. It's about halfway down the street there. It's, uh, oh, I think, about 40 people can meet in there. It's a, it's a small, intimate venue, but it's, it's great for entertainment because you get up and up close and personal with the entertainers, which is fun. And then the Lumberyard, uh, Bob Hawkins and Beth and uh, Steve Wood will be at the Lumberyard. It does not give hours. Hennessy's Tavern has live music downstairs with DJ Sonny upstairs, 9 to 1 a.m., 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., La Casa del Camino will have live music in the lobby from 7 to 10. The Sandpiper, I know it by another name, but I won't say it, will feature local uh, Remedy at 9 p.m. I'm not sure what local Remedy is, but they're going to be there at 9 p.m. Might be a beverage. I don't know. (laughs) No, it's entertainment. Uh, They will feature. And Brussels Bistro transforms into a Euro-style dance club at 10.30 and that Brussels is right downtown on the promenade. Uh, on um, is that Forest Avenue downtown on the closed section there. And yeah, so that's what's going on uh, this Saturday, three nineteen in the year twenty twenty two. We're gonna take another uh, music break here. Uh, and. Uh, since it's uh, a full, close to a full moon, I, don't, I think the full moon was yesterday, but close to a full moon, we're going to pay tribute, and I'm going to send this out to my dear friend of mine in the UK, who I have a feeling she's probably being affected a bit by what's going on in one of her neighboring countries there, but uh, wish her the best. This goes out to you, Lynn, with much, much, much love. <music>
3: Bye.
2: Do you think
1: Talk to me, I don't think you're better off alone. And on that, uh, I just, as I'm listening to that song, I see this note, suicide prevention helpline. If you're feeling alone and thinking you're better off alone, as the song says, talk to me, talk to me. So uh, with that, I will say the suicide prevention line is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. There's always some that one there you can talk to. So um, I usually go through the news and sometimes in depth and perhaps in too much depth. And, and as someone says, I uh, digress a little bit too much. So uh, I'm going to try something a little bit different today. I'm going to go through the headlines and kind of tease you and, and wet your appetite. And uh, mention that if you want much more details and to the original article, if you want to dive deep into the weeds with it, there's a uh, website called Alturi, A-L-T-U-R-I dot A-L-T-U-R-I dot org. And uh, it goes through all these articles. And what they do is they... Um, they organize uh, news, LGBTQ news from around the world, and it's an excellent resource. A um, lot of uh, information, what it does, it gives a, their little synopsis of what the news says, and then the link to the news source. And within that news source, there's links to further news sources. So you can really drill down on every news article that I present here. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I will get onto some, some uh teasers here, let's just say. Um, and I found, um, you know, they they say, uh, I don't know if it's a religious quote, but they say, fight fire with fire. Well, my favorite place in the world, Ghana, or, yeah, uh, fighting fire with fire. The Presbyterian Church in Ghana has come out in favor of harsh punishments for public displays of same-sex affection and for anyone who supports LGBTQ rights. This is the anti-gay one. Harsher penalties for those in Ghana, controversial anti harsher than the bill. There's the bill being currently uh, awaiting action in parliament. As soon as the church announced its position, it was promptly disputed by the LGBTQ friendly Interfaith Diversity Network of West Africa. It's another religious organization. Mm-hmm. Under Ghana's current laws, consensual same sex intimacy is punishable by up to three years in prison. Lovely. Uh, in addition to many other homophobic provisions, anti-LGBTQ would increase the, that punishment to five years in prison. The bill would also make it a crime to establish LGBTQ rights. In the words of the bill, encouraging or promoting any activity that undermines the proper human sexual rights and family values stipulated in the bill, the punishment would be two years or four months. So, another religious organization that came out, it's called the Interfaith Diversity Network of West Africa. Is, is mounting a campaign against the Presbyterian Church of Ghana and their support of this bill. So I I applaud it. There's a lot more details in the article if you want to. Um, then someone wrote to an article about Ghana is warned passing anti-LGBQ would harm the economy. So there's a long article about the economy that would be harmed. And currently it says businesses uh, have... Oh, well, that's not very cool. It's a duty-free access to the U.S. market, and that would go away. Uh, There would be uh, duties would be established. So it explains how Ghana could suffer uh, through the course of, and I think that's fine. I mean, sorry, but um, it's it's not war. It's not harmful. It's just... uh, uh, hold the money back if they're not going to be a human rights supporter um sometimes that's all you can do um in uh Colombia central america this is interesting <laughs> a bunch of lgbtq people decided well hey you know we're the most it's a very discriminatory uh culture in Colombia particularly for the gays and there's a lot of um harassment and a lot of unfortunate things going on and um, that's I know that from reading many articles of those who have tried to escape to the United States for a better better life. Well, what are they doing there? Well, a bunch of the uh, LGBTQ community decided maybe they're going to run for office this year, 24 out of uh, 24 out LGBTQ people ran for Columbia's con- congressional election up over. Fi- Fifty percent over last year, so <laughs> they're getting involved in politics. It says for far for far too long, the LGBT community in Colombia has lived without equitable representation in Congress. I applaud them. I think that's great. They're working within the system and they're making their voice be heard. And they're they're becoming involved in Congress. I I wish them uh, much success. Uh, it's a long road to hoe, I think, but uh, good. They've They're they're on their journey. (laughs) Now, this I find shocking. The UK courts block gay marriage in the Cayman Islands, Bermuda. Um, The UK, really? Activists supporting same-sex marriage in the Cayman Islands and Bermuda received a heavy blow Monday following a ruling by top appeals courts in London. The United Kingdom Privy Council which serves as the final court of appeals for several islands in the Caribbean, sided with the government of Bermuda, which had fought a local Supreme Court's decision to allow gay marriage. The Privy Council also ruled that gays do not have the right to marry in the Cayman Islands, based on the Constitution. I'm in shock, Leonardo Razanovich, a local activist, told the Associated Press. The decision is an affront to human dignity. Now, you can get married in the UK, but the UK... Court said you can't get married in the Cayman Islands. Is is there a climatic reason? Uh, Razanovich said he plans to fight the uh, Privy Council's decision. Caribbean Caribbean or Caribbean, whatever you want to say, activists had hoped for a favorable ruling to help sway public opinion in a largely conservative region where colonial Anti-sodomy laws remain on the books. See, that's a colonial thing with the Brits. So it's coming back to bite them in the butt, you ask me. Excuse me, can I say that? <laughs> so uh, moving right along, I've always said that <laughs> COVID has caused us to rethink and maybe look at our opportunities, but this is one I hadn't considered. Working remotely, some transgender people see an opportunity to change. Now, okay, maybe you don't want to go through the change and be midstream and be very visible. So, if you're working remotely, you know, like Fred worked in the little cubicle down in the corner in the on the fourth floor of your office for the last ten years, and everyone kind of knew he was a little odd. So now he has to work at home during COVID for a year and a half, and all of a sudden he comes back as Frederica. Because he took advantage of, you know, I think it sounds like great. <laughs> I don't know. I get excited. So working remotely, some transgender people saw an opportunity to change. I never thought of that. For years, Drake Wilson, 41, was an amb- was ambivalent about undergoing a medical transition to male. He f- felt it was critical for his happiness, but there were plenty of reasons to put off the change expense of difficult recovery, the potential medical complications. But while sitting at home during the early weeks of the coronavirus, coronavirus pandemic, Mr. Wilson said he felt the urgency. You're trying so hard to avoid getting this one sickness, he said. Why? Because you want to live. You want to experience life fully to the best you can. For me, that means being comfortable in my skin. Mr. Wilson, who works as a, logistic company, as a for a logistics company in Cleveland, Underwent five surgeries from March to December last year at the University Hospital's Cleveland Medical Center, recovering while working at home. He expects to return to in-person work this month. And boy, will his coworkers be surprised. (laughs) I think that's great and good for him. Good for him to be whom he wants to be. I think that's wonderful. You know, I'm running out of time. I wish I had more time every week. I always say that. Maybe someday they'll give me an extra half hour here at the program. Anyway, I thank everyone for tuning in. If you got time, go to the farmer's market. You still get two hours to, to uh, bulk up your food for a fabulous uh, weekend. I'm going to uh, end with um, a, a kind of a nice ballad. Uh, uh, well, uh, another poignant song. <laughs> anyway thanks for tuning in. Uh, Come back next weekend and we'll share the uh, morning again. Um, It's Craig signing off for KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio here in Laguna Beach. Love you all. And again, thanks for tuning in.